30 minutes out of Munich on the Autobahn E11 going southeast to Berchtesgaden. We uh, passed a farm which had a private chapel. This private chapel actually was about the size of um, a regular small church. The amazing thing about it was that it had a, um, um, a dome on it as such as seen in the Byzantine churches. Okay, Mary, you tell about why. I don't want to do this. Tell about why. At one time, this part of Bavaria was part of the Ottoman Empire, and the Turks left their influence in the architecture. And you see the onion domes in the churches. Over there now. Okay. Um, how do I stop it when snow, I want to stop it? Just push this thing up. Stop. Okay. Snow on the Alps. Yeah. We're now in the Bavarian Alps, and foothills, really. the foothills of the Bavarian Alps, and we see snow up on the mountains. This, is, a, this is May the 21st, 1975. 1975. I said that. Um, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. About the pause. There's no speed limit on the autobahn. And Jim cruises around 65 and 70 miles an hour, where I'm not watching, I think. And um, cars, mostly uh, Mercedes and VWs, pass us like we're staying still. These people are absolutely mad on the roads. We just passed a double-decker bus, a tour bus, that has a lot of windows on it, I guess. They're very popular here. They're very popular. Why am I, why am I oh, just saying what you say? Because you know, <laughs> you're picking up here too. What about darling? Okay. What? The hay, oh. The fields are beautiful. The, the, the scenery is just gorgeous. And it's very, very thickly populated. Unless you're in a, a forest area, um, you don't go, what? Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. In the distance, we see more snow on the Alps. Um, now, here we're, we're approaching a little hamlet that has a church with the Gothic spire on it. Uh, I've seen several of those, but actually, we see almost as many with a, a little onion dome as we see the Gothic spire. As you drive along the Audubon, you're impressed by the cleanliness of it. No empty beer cans, no litter whatsoever. To the right, there are villages and farms. Apparently, from what Jim says, all the farmers live in the villages and go out to their farms. However, there are rare exceptions. And uh, we passed, oh, about a mile back, uh, they call it kilometers over here, uh, an area where they were haying, rather unique. Uh, they knocked the hay down with this blade on this tractor, and apparently a harvester comes along and bales it. We just came down a hill, and Jim pointed out to our left that this is the largest lake, which is at the left, in Germany. It's uh, a lot of sailboats on it, and in fact, we are passing real close to it now, and through the 
forest, and this, there's a lot of forest over here, or a little path of trees. There must be, well, we're coming to a clear space now, and I can tell you more about it. Gee, I can look right and left, and uh, most of the sailboats are, uh, are bigger than what we have. No, they're about the same size. Some of, I see one colored blue sail, uh, and most of them are white. Now, I would say there's 20, at least 20 boats out on it. Now we're past a little pavilion. It says Chan, Chan, Kimsake. It's a little pavilion. Apparently they serve beer there. They serve beer everywhere over here. That's the nice part about it. And it's good beer. Uh, we haven't been here long. We've drunk a little, but uh, we've enjoyed what we've had. And uh, we're still along the, what we refer to as the turnpike, and the, uh, the lake is here. Interstate, Rim says, it's Audubon. Out in the middle of this lake called Kimsay is uh, one of King Ludwig, the last king of Bavaria's castles. It is called Heron Kimsay. It is modeled after the French palace of Versailles. It has the same um, type garden arrangement and the same uh, constructional detail that Versailles has. Uh, this island that it's on is probably maybe a 50-acre island. And uh, Kimsee is, of course, the largest lake in Germany. You can't stop on the Audubon, like the third lane that we have in the United States. They have little uh, islands that you have to pull in, and you, park blocks, Jim says. And usually uh, they have uh, little tables, and it, it slopes up to the woods. And there's no bathrooms, you go to the woods, but you can stop here and eat. Here we're approaching one now, and this is out to a field, they call park blocks. We just... If I were uh, we didn't leave the Brenneman family at all. They're still here, and they all run their mouth. Jim is slow, but surely making his way there too. Uh, we just took some pictures of what we previously talked about, the farms on the right and the left with the little houses that they stored hay in with the tile roofs. And to the right, there were uh, foothills of the Alps. And there, was quite, there was quite a bit of snow as I look now to my right, and we hope that came out in the movie film. The pictures were taken at Feldweiss. Correction, Feldis. We're in a straight area now similar to home uh, there's a lot of foliage on either side of the Audubon just as green as it could be pine trees although they don't look like our pine trees they're trees that look like willows and oaks and uh, uh, apparently some that have the appearance of uh, a rare one of a pecan tree I don't think it's a pecan tree I think it's probably a hickory tree I would assume it's kind of raunchy and also have uh, the barns and the houses over here in some of the farm areas all in one. Jim says he probably would assume that the area gets kind of raunchy and old after a while. From Munich they have a, a system of transportation similar to what our uh, subway systems are in New York and after you get out in the areas it's up above ground and it's all by electricity. The, usually are three cars in a train and they look like they're humming around 40 to 60 miles per hour and uh, they, they don't seem to be making too much noise they run quite smoothly just saw a small haystack and a man and his wife 
and a child had some hay along the side and they were fishing through the haystack apparently building one. In fact, everybody works in the fields over here, all the family. They have signs on the Audubon here. Uh, I don't know why, apparently, because uh, there's so many different people come to this country. They don't have, in writing, they have in uh, characters, uh, uh, they'll have uh, uh, a knife and fork cross signifying to the right there's a restaurant, the arrow's underneath that, and also there's a telephone uh, signifying there's a, a telephone there that you can communicate. There's one on our left as we go up this little hill, and then there's another one on our right, which is uh, an exit uh, and uh, going to the other road. Uh, we just passed a sign that designated Salzburg, 43 kilometers. Can you hear Miriam in the back laughing and talking? She just said, Gabby is an old woman. We're approaching an area called Northkirch. It's in a little valley. I looked to the right. There's a, a church there. They apparently have a a lot of churches over here. They're, they're not large churches, and they are built around the area. I just saw one of the trains coming in quite picturesque around a curve. As you pass the church, there was a bridge that went over. Then it went under the highway. We're passing a, another farm uh, where the house is built on one end of the barn, and to the other end of the barn, there's a very modernistic-looking silo, apparently made out of some type of metal that's a dark blue. And of course it's circular and there's a vent of some type from the ground. We couldn't see exactly where it started, but I assume that this is where the whatever's stored inside will either goes in or comes out. All the roofs on the barns and the houses, uh, in fact any building over here, are red or rust type color. Uh, I haven't been able to find out why, but they are. Some are bright red, some are, are a rustic type color, but they all have a red tinge of one type. We're in the kind of a hilly country. We're probably in a valley. Hills rise to the right and left, and everything is picturesque looking because it's kind of built on a, a little hill or an incline that uh, is a rare thing. Do you see a, a house on a, a flat area? If it is, it's a little incline going up to the area that's flat. Uh, a lot of cattle in the fields. I notice there apparently are no bulls over here, but there's got to be. Most of them are milk cows, and Jim was saying uh, the milk cows are also uh, apparently when they get through their productive stage, uh, a butcher for beef. Thanks. Jim says beef such as steak and roast and so forth uh, are imported. In fact. On the way to the commissary earlier this morning, he told me that uh, they had gotten some beef from Ireland and now quite a bit of beef being imported from uh, Yugoslavia. Wait, I'll tell you one when we pass one. It's Okay, in every town there is a maypole. The maypoles represent a history of the town. At the bottom of the maypole, you'll have like a man and woman standing holding hands. The next stage would probably be a house, and then a church, and then whatever type of industry came into the town, i.e. a brewery or um, cattle, if that's the industry, or cheese making, 
and uh, it will represent the entire history of the town. Also, in every little town, you'll never see your baseball or football fields. It's always a soccer field. And usually these are just right out in the middle of someone's pasture, and they just keep it a little more closely cut, and you'll have the soccer goals. On Sundays, uh, you will always see somebody out there having their soccer game, either the little kids or even the older men who normally work as farmers during the week. Okay, down here in this area of the country in Bavaria, the southern part, it's very, very similar and has a lot of the characteristics of the southern part of the United States. The people are generally easier going. It's more of a country, rural society as compared to the northern part, which is heavily industrialized. Okay, this is also reflected in the traffic on your Autobahn. And the northern part is just bumper-to-bumper -bumper trucks. And the trucks over here are, uh, they pull trailers. You'll have a truck and then he'll have a trailer equally as long as a truck hooked onto the back of it. This is illegal in the States, but it's not over here. And it's just a much easier atmosphere, much nicer atmosphere down in the southern part of Germany as the northern part. We just passed a farm that uh, extends up on our right. I say extends, it goes up to the foothills of the Alps. And there was a farmer on an old type harvester that was drawn by two horses, was raking the hay up, actually. It wasn't a harvester. He was raking the hay, apparently. It may be baled by hand, I don't know. Jim probably know. A lot, okay, over here, some of your very modern and rich farmers have balers, but many oftens they don't. And what they do is they take three sticks and put them together in a triangle and stand them up in the middle of the field. And then they'll drape the hay over this to dry. The reason they have to do this is because it rains so much over here that you just do not get enough time with the hay on the ground. And so it has to be raised off the ground before it rots. So they use these little triangular sticks and lay the hay on it to dry. Uh, I guess that's all. We're approaching another area for some Alps that on our right and dead ahead of us is a road swerves and you can see the snow there. Jim says it's a nice little hill and it's a big old mountain where we're from. Okay, that hill that he was just speaking about right next to it uh, is a ski lift area when they have enough snow here. And you can see the ski lift. It's not a very steep hill. It's only maybe a 20% grade, which isn't too hard to ski down. Jim says always the highest point and the highest structure and the largest structure in an area or a town or a village is the church. We're passing another little village. You go from one to another and uh, there is farming area between and we just passed apparently a recreation area for the people in that village. It was a Two swimming pools there, uh, a little clubhouse type uh, shelter, and there was a lot of automobiles, and uh, of course they have Volkswagens over here. They have more Mercedes apparently, and bicycles, Grandma. Hotels at all uh, in any of these towns. The 
hotels um, concentrating in the largest cities. If you want to spend the night anywhere between uh, other than a large city, you're out of luck. Although uh, some people in some of the villages have um, kind of like rooming houses where they give you a room and breakfast, a continental breakfast of a roll and uh, coffee or hot chocolate, something like that. Okay. All right. Getting off the what? We're getting off the Cross Park means exit. Don't forget <laughs> at the Bod uh, Riking Hall slash Birch's Garden exit. Now it's about another half hour or so to Birch's Garden. We need to stop milk. And we need to stop and get milk for Susan. We haven't mentioned anything about the temperature at all, but today is a, an unusually warm day for over here. In fact, Jim and I have shorts on and. Uh, Mary has shorts on, and uh, me and uh, got a pantsuit, and we have a, a short sleeve shirt. And uh, when you stop, you don't need air conditioning over here, even in the homes or uh, the automobiles. But when you stop, you definitely have to roll the windows down, or you'll roast. Over here, there's so much haze that it's just really, really unbelievable. And by haze, I mean it. It looks like it's almost foggy, and things in a distance are not clear, they're hazy. Um, the only time that it is ever clear is right after a rain, and the rain uh, makes the haze go away. I guess it brings it down with the raindrops. It washes the particles out of the air, I guess, as Mary is trying to tell me. But uh, on a clear day, it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Even on a hazy day like it is today, it's not bad, but it's just so much better when it is clear. But the clear days are a rarity. We're passing over a little river now. By our uh, signs, it's a river. Sarlacc. Jim says it's Sarlacc. We're curving to the right now. There's another bridge, but very, very small. Or probably 20 feet. It's probably a dry stream uh, in normal times. The road is curving the one that we all headed toward Birch's Garden to the right very close, uh, maybe quarter of a mile. Uh, mountain here goes almost perpendicular to the ground. You can see, looks like what appears to be sandstone, and uh, uh, you could, if you had to, go to the right or left and climb it. But mountain climb, I don't imagine it'd be much, but to me it would be something I wouldn't even venture. Jim says when they come up this way during the winter time to ski, which is the area they go skiing in, that they have snow tires and chains both, and uh, these of course have to be used. To the right we're passing a very, very, in fact several large greenhouses and all types of flowers and hedges and all that goes with these type of uh, nurseries. I think this is one of the prettiest areas that we've seen since we've been in Germany. We're passing the land that's flat right here, of course on the right side of us, we're still at the foothills of uh, the Bavarian Alps, and uh, we are curving now, a lot of green foliage on either side. Uh, you can see some snow in the high peaks, and the lower ones, of course, you don't, and then there's signs for directions. Uh, I'll say one thing, they are terrific lot better here in uh, Germany than they were in France where we were, yes, I think we were in Strasbourg, and we got lost no less than a half a dozen times and finally ended up we were supposed to have spent the night over there. 
we had difficulties finding a hotel and so forth, so we finally decided we'd go back to Munich. One good way to tell the German men is they uh, invariably wear socks and sandals, which is kind of contrary to us. You'll see him with a suit on going to church, and he's wearing sandals, but he'll also have the socks on, so this makes it permissible. Another thing that you see over here is the workers with their beer. Any type of construction workers or whatever that work in the outside, they work all day long and drink beer all day. And anytime you drive by, if they're not working, they got a beer in their hand. It makes no difference, and it's not considered alcohol over here. And very seldom do they get drunk. That's considered a food. So they're permitted to eat food while they're working, so they continually drink beer. We started apparently going up a mountain here. The road is winding. There's a middle guardrail on the left, although I don't think the drop is over 10 or 12 feet, maybe 15. And there's a, a base at the right-hand side that's uh, made of stone, uh, kind of like a wall that's holding the earth back. Now we're going over a little bridge where I would assume if it's raining to be a mountain stream, but since it's not, it's quite dry. We're coming to another village. It has a train, an electric train, a little station. We had a very, very small chapel on our right, and it's almost straight down from another area of the mountains on our left this time, where uh, it's almost granite-like looking area. I'm sure it's sandstone. Uh, direct drop, and there's a little valley, and you can look off to your left, and you see the cattle in it, and it's green, and uh, the same type farmhouses uh, with the barn uh, connected to the farmhouses. Actually, it's all in one. We stopped in another little village, and it's, it's right at the base of the mountain. The mountain is a range, and I keep repeating at the base. It uh, comes down, and there's a Byzantine chapel here uh, with a steeple, a gold-colored cross on top. And we're going to take a picture of that uh, on the movie camera right now. It's to our left, and Jim's going to take the picture. An afterthought on the churches, uh, most of them seem to have clocks uh, on the bell towers. We're now leaving the area, and I've switched to the back seat. Mary's getting car sick. You know, Mary. Susan's sitting in a crib seat between Miriam and I, and looking at me, beautiful blue eyes, and she's taking a bottle. Of course, you got a hand patting me on my forearm. We just heard a shrill whistle on our right. There's the train. It must have four or five coaches. I didn't see a soul on it. It's running. Uh, there's a, a mountain stream to our right, and the water is really going down it uh, and bubbling up where it hits rocks and uh, seems to have a white bottom. It's not very deep. There's a little fall there, and the train runs on the other side of that. We are all running parallel. Okay, Birch's Garden is a big American Forces recreation area. There's about four or five American Forces hotel, a ski slope. Uh, the ski slope, when it's not ski season, is also used as a um, golf course. And Birch's Garden is where Hitler had his eagle's nest. The plan for the end of the war, when they saw that they were going to lose, 
was Hitler was supposed to retire to Berchtesgaden and go up on top of this mountain. All of the political prisoners that they had captured during the war, like the sons of generals, and they had Churchill's nephew and all this mess, they brought them down here to Berchtesgaden and they put them on this mountain so that the Americans could not come in and bomb or anything. And they were supposed to, Hitler was supposed to be down here. But of course, since he was crazy as hell, he decided to stay in um, Berlin, where of course he was killed. Apparently, we on the main drag of Berchtesgaden now. There's little shops, uh, a lot of restaurants. Uh, all of them seem to have sidewalk service. Uh, it's very, very unusual looking, uh, uh, real picturesque. Uh, we passed a hotel back there, this American on where the GIs can come down for a weekend because this is a resort town and get very reasonable rates. Passed another very, very pretty church. Now we're approaching downhill a little to the first stoplight I've seen in quite some many miles. German women here, uh, Mary and Jim just mentioned, I've never seen in slacks there in dresses and uh, uh, I haven't seen many that I thought real attractive as yet. Uh, not even the men. Going down the street now and it's breaking down sharply and uh, way up to our right there are buildings and it goes up because we have wound around where we are uh, going heading down a little valley now. It's a big uh, brick uh, stone type wall that, that goes up to our right, of course on the left it slopes down. And now we're approaching what looks like a, a big train station. We made a real abrupt turn, past another bus, several bicyclists, and uh, we're going down this little hill just uh, from where we came. We did a sharp left turn. Just saw a fella with a guitar, young fella. I, don't know whether he was strumming or not because I was too busy looking at something else and you can't see everything. The Volkswagen with the ski equipment, I assume there must be enough snow up there apparently that people have been up there to, to uh, do some skiing. Now we're heading back up the side of the mountain. It's uh, very steep and winding. Typical uh, ball of, what is it, Mary? Hellstein. This is the name of the place, Hellstein. What? Hellstein. Kelstein with a K. Jim just said the hill we're going up or the mountain is at twelve percent grade. It's quite steep and of course it has to curve right and then left and uh, there's a beautiful little house that we're passing. It's two stories that has balconies. Most of these homes over here have balconies. Now we're looking back to our left and you can see the snow directly across from us uh, on the Alps and uh, I just, I'm terribly impressed with the beauty of this area. Jim's got Miriam, I said, you sleepy? And I was going, no, I'm sleepy. I don't think she knows where she is. This area resembles very much the area of Chattanooga where you go up to Lookout Mountain, the same type uh, road. In fact, I believe it's a little better. Uh, not any wide, I assure you, but there are houses about every 100, 150 feet, two-story houses, very picturesque blinds and balconies out over the 
size on one or two, uh, maybe even three or four sides. This, this is absolutely fantastic. We're climbing um, very rapidly along the side of the mountain, just on the face of the mountain, to up to the eagle's nest. And we look down, gee whiz, I don't know how, we look across almost and see the tops of some of the Alps and look down, way down into the valley. It's absolutely weird. The Sky Top Lodge now where the U.S. forces uh, have a golf club and this is where Mary and Jim learn to ski. We are at, uh, what's the name of this place, Sky Top? Sky Top. Skytop Lodge off Birch's Garden. Uh, the Americans have taken this over since the war. And uh, we are walking down a little lane now and we are viewing a golf course. And Mary says they call it Cardiac Hill, a cardiac course. You've never seen a place as hilly. And Jim says you get up and you let out with all you got with the golf club and the ball will go 200 yards about and roll back down the hill to 50 to 100. Uh, the apple trees are then bloom. And uh, they're very, very fragrant. And uh, Miriam came up, buttoned in again. And uh, the greens are not very big, but they're very, very pretty. And Jim made mention of the fact the greens are used as a ski area during the uh, the winter time. We look into our right now, and you can see the the ski lifts. I think you need the lift to play golf myself. <laughs> I'm viewing the first tee now. You walk off this little road up oh, eight steps and then you walk a couple more there's a ball wash and then about six more steps and you go up to the green which is of the tee which is elevated the first hole uh, appears that it may be about a par oh I don't know four maybe 400 yards and it slopes down to your left so you have to keep your ball to your right the hookers would be in a lot of trouble with us slices of faders or more we'd have a field day We've been up to the top of the mountain and now we're down in the valley and we've stopped to eat lunch. We brought us a picnic lunch and there's a mountain stream flowing. I don't know whether you can hear the, the uh, water cursing over the, the rocks or not, but it's very picturesque and very green here. Jim just gave me a beer so I'm going to knock this off. And duplicate. We're now eating our roadside lunch. Talked about playing duplicate bridge tonight. Ooh, to play. Just knock the big bug off your ball. Everybody lays the card in front of them. And just open the second beer. You this lay is. It this uh, way in front of you. What do you call you this? Grand. Grand Dower. Grand Dower bridge. Sure so tastes good. Together, comes in a liter bottle. That's the kind they ought to have at home. And then you can compare whoever. Finished eating. We're on the way back toward home now, I suppose. We're fascinated by the way. The Germans decorate their homes and decorate their, their automobiles even. We're parked right now beside um, a Volkswagen which has a um, yellow Donald Duck painted on the door. Um, we find that the houses will have um, picturesque scenes painted on them. Um, sometimes they look like um, coats of arms. Uh, sometimes um, just past one that was a, a rural scene of a, more like a shepherd um, with some, um, I don't know what they were, goats, I guess. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of religious uh, paintings on the 
sides of the buildings. Um, we, uh, oh, oh yes, we just passed oh, a house, some H-A-U-S, they spell house. Uh, one we saw had house Michael, one had house um, Tall one or something. Anyhow, they named their houses as well as decorating their houses with paintings. Um, the um, houses nearly always have, if they're two stories, they have a balcony in front. Sometimes uh, the balcony will stand on uh, to two or three sides of the house. And the flower pots uh, or window boxes uh, on the side of the balconies, most of them ha are full of geraniums, gorgeous geraniums. Now, we just passed. Uh, yeah, the window. I think it might be. That's better, Mary. That's better. Um, they have along this road, which is a two, uh, a, a just a um, two-way traffic, a two-lane tr um, road through um, this Alps region, uh, a rural area, agriculture area. Um, there's a little wayside phone right beside the road, and just then we passed just like a. Um, an older man, an older woman, and a young man uh, who had been walking. And they stopped at the telephone. We see a lot of this as we go along. Uh, men and women, men in their laden hosen, that is their short stockings, their knee-length pants, and the women as well. Each of them will be carrying an alpenstock, which is like a walking stick. Um, hmm. Honey, when does this get over? We also passed a wayside shrine. I understand there are a lot of these right beside the road. The one we just passed was um, a picture. It had a, a rather a crucifix, a crucifix with Christ hanging on the cross. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, how gorgeous. We just passed the house. Good, good look it looks like. And the front yard is, is terraced with, Flower. with flowers growing in it. It's just perfectly beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we we just passed a house, uh, passed a house where they had the mattress hanging out, the uh, this uh, feather mattress hanging outside the the window of uh, the second story window, and uh, we find many people eat out, eating outside. Um, many times you'll see um, um, this is the house bedsheet. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, just remarking that people have their houses and they use a lot of these uh, umbrellas. I've, I've seen them on the second floor balconies that they have these umbrellas. Um, the house is right um, on the ground. Yeah. And um, I, will, I want to uh, take a picture of a maypole, which is something like a totem. Which is, is, which is a, right oh yeah. Uh, none of the screens, the windows have any screens, and I understand it is not necessary. There are very few uh, insects. That's uh, what would make eating out a pleasure. No flies, no mosquitoes. She's sleeping. No flies, no mosquitoes. Uh, okay. We didn't mention that. Um, Oh yeah, there's another shrine. That's a small one. Um, we didn't mention that behind some of these uh, private chapels will be a smaller building. Uh, remember, 
we we took a picture earlier, the beginning of our trip, of um, private chapel which had uh, an onion an onion dome to it. That uh, behind this there was a almost a square building with an onion dome, and I understand that these are um, baptistries that they're separate from the regular shrine. That that's where baptisms take place. Here. Uh, Coming here, approaching us, are four people on bicycles. Two girls, what? All girls? Well, one was a boy. First one was a boy. Looks like um, all girls. Yeah, okay. On bicycles. This is perfect. We're down in the valley, the bottom of the valley. We're, we're going under a natural stone bridge here. Um, tunnel, yes. 35 feet wide. 35 feet wide. Now we are in a very um, narrow valley and this completely um, uh, walls, steep walls, granite walls rise on each side of us. And on one side, between us and the other wall, is a little mountain stream. Perfectly beautiful. Oh, how gorgeous. And from other sides, there's other streams flowing into it. Other streams are flowing in. Well, why am I repeating? Why don't you say it? Other streams are flowing in. And the big stream, uh, as you pass, other streams flow into this stream. And as it progresses on down toward the bottom of the uh, mountain, it oh, widens. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. I think that's it for right now. We're still alongside the stream where we had our lunch. The par uh, highway runs parallel to it. It's a two-lane uh, highway. And maybe you can hear the roar of the uh, water coming down the stream now. It's a kind of a light green color, and it, you can see rocks in the bottom of the stream that uh, uh, when the water passes over, it bubbles up. We're going across now to the other side, a small hand bridge. Uh, it's made out of uh, wood, and it looks real, real durable to me. To the right, there's another little stream that goes into this stream. I think we mentioned it back further in our conversation. Uh, we're going across the bridge right now. You, maybe I'm going to be quiet. Maybe see if you can hear the roar of the stream. As we look back to our left, we, after we came off the bridge, we turned right. You look back to the left, in the background is a, a church with a Byzantine spear. And Miriam's going to take a picture. In the back of that, the background, the snow-capped uh, peaks is still snow this time of year. I think to me this has got to be one of the most picturesque scenes I've ever seen in my life. It is. We mentioned the most fantastic scenery we've ever seen in our lives. It's beautiful, this little bridge. There's a lot of people here. I see a lot. 15 or 20 around. They come, they take pictures, and they move on. There's a parking area here. Our sweet little baby's in the back seat in our car seat going to sleep. Ramsa. Ramsau, the last area where we made this comment about the beautiful scene is Ramsau, where we took the picture. Jim took one of the the church in the background, Miriam and I on the bridge, and I talked about how beautiful it was. Since this is a valley that we are in now, you see a lot of the houses have large stones uh, on the roof to hold the tide on because it gets quite windy here, particularly during the winter. Uh, I would assume it snows quite a bit and they have a lot of blizzards and people still live here. Uh, they also have guards on top of the tower roofs 
The purpose of this is to prevent the tile, if they slide off, become uh, unfastened slide off where they won't hit anyone in the head. Here again, we're looking in this valley and looking up the hill. There's uh, an area that almost resembles a meadow. You know it's not a meadow because it goes up the hill and there's cows, uh, the greenery is all around, the foliage there, the cows are eating the grass. It's, it's just fantastic. You wouldn't believe it. You'd have to see it. Yeah, now, uh, in the back uh, woods, so to speak, we're off the beaten trails, and certainly this is where all the beautiful scenery is. We're now going under a tunnel, which is approximately, it's hewn out of the rock there. It looks, appears to me, approximately 100 feet long. We're going, looks like we're going up the mountain. I don't know what we're going. Jim will tell us in a little while. Jim just informed me we had 45 minutes more tape, and I could just blow my brains. Madonna Child. We just passed one home that had a picture on it uh, up above the balcony of the Madonna and the Child. Uh, it's, it's pictured in color. They're quite, quite picturesque. We're passing another home, and this is one of the few that I've seen. And this is new and very modernistic. It's a barn. It's about 75 feet from the main part of the house. Most of them are attached. The, we are passing an area now where there's actually snow on the ground and we on the highway and uh, it's a, approximately 50 feet below us to our left and it, there's a little lane that leads down there I see it now but I can see some more this this is it as I said before it's fantastic I've never seen anything like it before in my life Jim just made a comment uh, saying everybody wants him to come home to Alabama I assume it's this folks and us and he said uh-uh he's never seen anything like this in his life and neither have I. Uh, we are going down the mountain now and it's a fairly straight uh, uh, away we are on and I look back from the back window of the car and I see the mountain there and all this majesty rising into the sky with the this snow on it. This is fantastic. We just came very close to uh, a stream of water flowing almost perpendicular to the rock. We're on We've come back from Birch's Garden. Where are we headed from here, Jim? We're headed for home. It is now 15 past 4. I assume the track went from Birch's Garden area into Munich. Uh, we're the flat countryside now. Miriam just saw something. I looked out the window on her side. There's a man herding cattle, all approximately 20 of them on a bicycle in the field. We are now back by the lake that we talked about on our way to Birch's Garden. The water is extremely calm here. There's no wind. Usually a freaking breeze blowing here. Absolutely, there's no wind at all. Jim just informed me that the temperature today is in the low 70s, which is usually an extremely good temperature here because it rarely ever gets above 80. I stand to be corrected about the breeze. It's a slight breeze. It's a fairly nice one, but uh, it's very slight now. This is our second day here. We are still in town. We're headed for an area called Garmage, Jim and Mary go skiing there, and then we turn south. We're still in the, looks like uh, kind of the Audubon, but is it the Audubon, Jim? Kind of halfway, he says.
Here, you go ahead. Just ready. Germany has the, Garmisch has the highest mountain in Germany, the Zugspitze. And they're skiing up there all year round. And uh, it's quite high up, and you have to take either a cog train or a cable car to get up there. Mama. That was Susan singing. Okay, this Autobahn that we're on now was used for the bicycle races in the Olympics that were held in Munich in when? 72? Also, this is a six lane Autobahn, three on each side. Susan singing again. <laughs> this is a six lane Autobahn, three on each side. And when the, they had the bicycle races on this, they had uh, grandstands set up on the edges of the Autobahn for, to watch the bicycle races. The bicycle races started at the Olympic grounds, of course, and then went all the way down to the top. very seldom see over here is ponds. Every farm at home seems to have its own little pond to water the cows and have a few fish in. Well over here what they do is whatever field the cows are in, they hook a big tank onto the back of the tractor and move it to that field. Then the cows have been taught, just like our pigs are in the States, to push down on this thing and water comes out into a basin type thing for them to lap up and that's the way they get their water instead of having a pond. Okay, we're going through this flat land out here. Now we come up and we go through tunnels. There's two tunnels. There's one and then a blank area for about 100 yards and then another tunnel. Okay, these tunnels were used by Hitler during World War II to store his airplanes in. And then they'd put them out in the fields to take off. If you look immediately to our right, see that cave thing? That was used as ammunition. See this little open area in here? It was a high concentration of military in there because they parked the planes in here so n nobody could get at them to bomb them. And then they went out and took off from those fields. And that uh, cave there was used as a um, uh, place for the people to live and also as your ammunition storage bunker. We on this mountain. It, it's, this is Garmisch, huh? Yeah. Close Not to Garmisch. And we're going to stop at a monastery up here, and uh, we've uh, come to a sort of a plateau on the mountain. There's a lot of homes, uh, usually three stories, balconies, the little figures printed on the homes, uh, still no advertising. We're approaching the monastery right now, up here, and there's a lot of people here because there's quite a few automobiles, kind of like it is. At Look out, mountain. We're walking through a, an archway that has old uh, wooden doors that are open, and it's kind of like a almost a garage open on either end. And then we approach the monastery. 
What type steeple or dome would you say that is, Miriam? Oh, that's a, what's the a what? Hey, uh, it's an onion dome type uh, uh, steeple on two sides and a big steeple in the middle with a gold cross on it. And it kind of reminds you of the old Spring Hill uh, chapel, the way it's uh, built with the wings coming off to the either side and then uh, coming out sort of like a U-shape. And uh, there's a little courtyard here, a little courtyard. It's uh, 200 feet square with a few small trees, a lot of flowers, and a little cedar. Miriam's going to take some pictures of it now. People get mercenary, they take advantage. As we pass the courtyard, there's a little gift shop to our right. We headed up toward the chapel now. It's kind of a, uh, well, it's a hard surface walk, possibly asphalt with curbs. And then you go up to the monastery, the chapel, and it's, uh, as you can see, quite, quite old. As you walk up into the sacristy, you can see it's quite old, and you can hear the organ playing. We're in the back of the church now. They have a beautiful gold altar, a gold tabernacle, a gold crucifix, and they have one, two, several, six small altars around the side. Part of the pews are obviously hand-carved, and they are roped off on the left side. The seating area is not real big. I noticed up in the sanctuary there's quite a few nuns up there obviously praying for us. We just looked up at the ceiling. There's windows there. We're clear. Panes in them, and the ceiling extends about 100 feet. This is right up to the dome from the outside. The dome is circular, and you can see, and it is beautiful. This church is oval shaped, and I look up to my left. I'm near the front. This is the most tremendously beautiful pipe organ, and the choir off. You've never seen anything. It's a, a tear around it. Uh, little uh, angels on it and trimmed in gold and it just you can't believe it. it's fantastic just did too much recording in church when I started talking into this everybody looked at me Mary's gonna take a picture of a whole group of nuns now there must be 15 to 18 of them standing out by the we're just passing uh, a bunch of children all with knapsacks on their backs what do you call them book satchels Book satchels, apparently, Mary says they're going to school, they're coming from school. It's, it's, quarter, it's quarter of 12. They evidently go very early and come home around noon. A bus? A backpack? Oh, that's, what is that? They have walking paths all along the roads that go into the woods, and you see a lot of people walking. And, uh, the people my age, a little young and older, all walk with walking canes. The whole front of it was decorated, and there was a picture of an old woman in a bed, and then there was a, uh, a painting of Little Red Riding Hood and the Wolf, so that must have been the story of Little Red Riding Hood and the Wolf. Isn't that fascinating? Let's see what else we see up here. Oh, well, that's a Uh-huh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh, those things are hanging. See a house now that has a big crucifix attached to the wall. Uh, right here. Right here, see? Yeah, Anna Domini, 1633. It's a religious 
Well, that must be um, probably advertising something about the Passion Play. Honey, is this on? We'll walk there. Is this gone? Is, it, is it on? Okay. Um, I'm ready to do what? What do you want to do? To do what? Well, I'd like to look if I can. If I've got to be rushing through everything, I can't see anything. I know, but you know, Oberammergau, the home of the famous Passion Play. That's the town we're in now. We're in a hallway of a little shop. It has a, a little vestibule like this open, and you go to the right and to the left, and there are wooden doors there with brass uh, handles on it. The doors are jaw, I suppose you want to go where you can go in. They got all these type postcards and paintings and pictures. And uh, the price. Huh? This is Just took a picture of a shop with a crucifix on the outside, and we're viewing the windows now. A lot of wood carvings of barroom scenes, uh, people playing fights, and uh, horses running, and there are all kind of murals here. Just ran about 10 feet of film of the men in their knickers and uh, their sandals. I wanted to show you what it looked like. Well, it's grocery store I've seen. They had these strawberries in the crate. Me and my old look price them. They're real big. I wanted to get a picture of that. We've been walking around and in shops and out shops. And uh, as I stand here, the street curves and then uh, a street comes in to the right. And just on the other side there, the street comes in. The street's going. You never can tell what direction they're going and when they're going to change until you get right there. The movie camera, a film of a traveling woodcock at the same time I pressed the camera and I messed up something that was pointing back toward me and Jim and I'm sure I didn't get a picture. We just left uh, a woodcarver, Franz Paul Edda. Edda? Edda. Edda. E-D-E-R. He's a man, late 30s, early 40s, wouldn't you say? His father, before him, had been a woodcarver. His uh, grandfather, for in fact, uh, he said for generations, but his son is not going to be a woodcarver. He's going to send him to school. And he has his little shop right there in his home, which is, uh, uh, oh, a stone's throw, not even a stone's throw. You get off the street, take two steps, and you're in his yard, and take another three steps, and a, a huge, uh, uh, what, great Dane named Igor. He's just as gentle as he can be. Okay, now we're walking up to Schloss Linderhof. This is one of the three castles that was built by uh, Mod King Ludwig right around before the turn of the century, right? Okay, this is the only one that was completed. Okay, as you walk up, you see the big white building up on top. There's a couple of guys with an earth on their shoulders, kind of like Atlas. Uh, you can hear the fountain, look off to the right, and there's a fountain that shoots up about 75 feet. Uh, they only turn this fountain on like maybe once an hour because it costs, it takes so much pressure to push the thing, the water all the way up. Terrific lot of people here. Uh, as we approach, it's kind of a little courtyard, and then you go down and you can really see the fountain there various statues of look like angels and possibly the Madonna and the water shooting up between them. And now we approach 
The castle has three doors with iron. Actually, the iron doors and the glass doors you go in. Unfortunately, we're not going to get a German, I mean, a English interpretation is going to be a German, but we, in the vestibule, it's not very big, approximately 25 by 30 feet, and there's uh, statues we come in of, uh, I assume it's the king on a horse. Here yeah, there's a, a mural of King Louis the Fourteenth. King Louis the Fourteenth on the statue of the horse, rather than the other. Can you hear the German in the background? I can't understand a word of it, but the, the mural on the roof is painted with gold. God is now opening the door, and we're going back into another room. I don't know what it is, but we'll see. It says it's an ante room. We'll follow. As you go in, it's not very large either, not as large as the other. There's a big vase sitting there, and, and I can tell, although I don't know anything about German, it says, no touch. And then there's a, uh, a stairway. One goes to the right, one goes to the left, here, and one group's going up, and the other group's coming down. We get to the top of the stairs, and then we turn right, and there's a, it appears like a, a very large door, and uh, some other kind of room with murals all over the walls, very antique looking, ceiling the same way. They have a sort of a glass substance around the wall to protect the murals. There's murals that run from the floor right on up to the ceiling. They're not murals, they're tapestries. These are real tapestries that takes, you know, women like 50 women, 10 years to sew. Of course, there's no electrolyte fixtures from the side of the wall. There's uh, uh, candles that extend out in these little type, I don't know what you would call them, but there are three on, looks like a, well, actually it's a, a fireplace now. They have radiant fires in it, but at one time it was a fireplace and the mantelpiece, and it's not very high, in fact, it's just a little higher than my waist, the mantelpiece is. I don't recall any more about this because uh, there's a book that we bought that has all the information in it. We just left a grotto, which was uh, man-made, underground, uh, after a scene from one of Wagner's... Wagner's Wagner! <laughs> I butchered that, didn't I? You butchered that! <laughs> anyway, uh, it was uh, depicted one of his... Uh, Opera, 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 opera. and uh, quite picturesque with a little underground lake in it, and he had a boat, a Ludwig, where he'd the go sit and meditate, and wait, Miriam will tell you. Yeah, swan boat on this blue lake, in the blue, and he would uh, sit in there and go off in his own dream world, there, and one end of the lake was, took the whole wall, was a beautiful painting. Oh, I don't know, how big would you say it is, Jim? 30, 30 by 40. 30, 30 by 40. It was enormous, anyhow. And of course, uh, since the grotto is now wired, they played different colored lights on the water and on the, the walls, which, of course, if Ludwig had known, he would have invented it or something. Because he, oh, let's see, what else? She's getting out of breath, that's it. We've been climbing, she's walking too much, and she's pooped. We on the route to the tea house, they have another name for it, and I can't pronounce it. It's orange in color. A kiosk.
That's a Moorish kiosk. It's not too big from the distance. It actually, the way I'm looking at it, it looks kind of like one of the floats of Mardi Gras. It's built <laughs> up on the side. I'm sure that's not a very good description. It's uh, sitting on a, a cement type terrace with a, another tier below, and you can overlook the valley. And right across is the is the mountain, which is uh, you can still see snow on top of it because we in the foothills of some of the Alps, I'm sure. The kiosk was not originally intended for Linderhof. Uh, the king bought the kiosk from the owner of another castle in Bohemia and moved it up here. Okay, that's all. I tell you why it's orange. They are painting it. That's a Primaco because they haven't even finished to preserve well, it. See? Here a year ago, Mama. See? Well, it, well, they haven't finished still. See? See how they started painting it? 